0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobody's podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host,
1: Kyle Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to
0: mind. So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville and want to wrap your head around what's going on, this might be a great place to start.
1: Take a listen.
0: What's going on, everybody? It's Kyle Thurkey from Nashville for Nobodies. And Bobby Gordon. And this is a well-overdue podcast, apparently, that we needed to get to a while ago and just couldn't. Yeah, unfortunately,
1: (laughs) I was sick for like a week and then went right into gigs. And Bobby and I tried to do a podcast last week, and my computer decided to just shut down and not work. The gremlins Um, got to it. So... I'm keeping close eye on it this week to make sure it doesn't stop recording because last week, oof, about every two or three minutes, it would just stop.
0: But we would talk for like an hour in yeah. between realizing that it didn't so record it. We, we de- we're we keeping an eye on it this week,
1: but um, we're, we're assuming that the uh, reason the Gremlins got to it is because they hated this subject just like everybody else hates talking about
0: this. It can definitely get uncomfortable, but I think it's something if we talk about it, we can at least get people thinking.
1: Yeah, so um, Money Talks, here we are We're talking about money today Yep. It's everybody's least favorite thing to talk about uh, In this industry and in this town So We'll just kind of get started Talking about tips and Earnings and l- making a living On Lower Broadway And we'll eventually get into discussing The money, the comparative Money and doing road gigs And things like that, but for the most part We're going to just be talking about um, what we make on Broadway how we make it how we do so mainly focusing on tips so there's been a discussion that's been going on on one of our musicians facebook pages lately um, where people are complaining about not making a whole lot of money playing on Broadway and they think it's um unreal standards to you know be making three or four hundred dollars a gig because some people aren't even making close to that
0: yeah and quick disclaimer like we're gonna share a lot of our opinions if you've got a system that works for you and you're happy with it and you're getting the results you want then by all means like don't change it because somebody else on a podcast said that you're doing it wrong but we are gonna investigate and like talk about a bunch of the different methods people are using to solicit tips and the things we like and don't like and the things we think work and don't work and so on and so forth. So if you do have a system that works, by all means, keep using it. If you want to experiment with some of these ideas, go for it. We would love your feedback and let us know what you think. Um, But we are in no way trying to tell somebody what to do or that what they're doing is wrong.
1: Yeah. And anybody that listens to this podcast, I hopefully you guys understand at this point that these are just our opinions and our experiences we are not here to be like this is how it needs to be done and the only way to be done absolutely not we're simply here to just share ways that have worked for us or lessons that we've learned along the way just playing these gigs and, and doing this for a living so the first thing that I want to talk about is the base pace yes so if you've if you're not a musician here in Broadway, if you've just visited, you you come here for vacation or whatever, you've heard us say that we live through the tip bucket and we make our living through tips. Now that is true. That is truly where the majority of our income comes from. Right. However, the bars do pay us. Some of the bars pay $40 a man. Some of the bars pay $250 a man. And that's where we're going to discuss where the tips come in and how they come into play and how it works. Mm-hmm. So most of my gigs, I generally don't take base pays less than $100. I have two that I take that are less than that uh, just because, one, I do really well in tips, and two, it's with two different artists that I really enjoy sharing the stage with as well as the bands.
0: That's always a positive too. I'll take a gig for less money if I like the people.
1: Yeah, and – these are both very, like, very low-stress bands. I mean, just party bands, having fun, go with the flow. There's no rhyme or reason to what we do. We're we're literally just there to play music and have a good time. Um, the other ones, uh, I would say I average probably about 150 a show in bass pace. Um, I have some, like I said, some that are 75, and then I have... One that's three hundred. I'm very lucky to do that. And now that's not even a weekly thing. It's here and there. Yeah. But on average, I'm making about one fifty in base pay a show. So it's 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 a livable wage. Um, but then you got to remember we have to take out our own taxes. We have to pay for parking, and then you know everything else that comes out of that strings and so forth. Anything that right. we need for the night or the
0: day or the week. Um. So the base pay for me. I view the base pay as that's the money that covers our overhead. Right. And then what we make in tips is what we can live off of. Pretty much, yeah. Um, So what are you averaging on your base pays? Uh, I'd say on average it's probably pretty close to 100. Um, Most of them being around 75 and then a handful that go up to like the 150 200 range so i'd say average is probably about a 100 bucks okay is base pay uh and what stages do you mostly play so i'm doing uh legends corner very consistently um lately whiskey river which is um the lucky Bastards sister bar so lucky bastards and whiskey river and then um, just started one that I'm, I'm doing a little bit now, uh, Bar Lines. It's off of Broadway, but it's, uh, I want to say, $100 base pay. I haven't actually gotten the base pay for that gig yet, but I think it was 100
1: I think that's one of those that pays out like two weeks. It doesn't pay. Yeah, you. they, they
0: yeah. issue a check when they do payroll, which is awkward. I mean, I get it. It makes sense, but it's different than what I'm used to.
1: And that's most likely a corporate owned company generally yeah. the corporate owned companies try to push that um
0: and that specific bar is in a hotel so like it's whatever company owns that hotel yeah
1: that's fair uh so i play old red lucky bastards and whiskey river whiskey row um second fiddle and the stage And then every now and then I help out some friends over at like Kid Rocks or Rippy's Roof. Yes, I know. The Purple Circuit. Ah. um, (laughs) We do what we got to (laughs) do. Do what we got to do. And again, I'm helping out friends. Those are people that I enjoy playing with. Their shows are fun. And once again, I walk out with money. So going back to it, talking about the tips. Uh, We discussed base pay. You know, it, It can vary. So with the base pays that are lower they generally don't mind you or they kind of encourage you to run. I'm doing quotes. You can't see run the tip jar. Um, So that's, you know, somebody in the band, a co front or a front will get down for a couple of songs, walk around, ask people what they want to hear, ask them to tip the band. Um, And that's one way of making money or, or making tips is running it. The other way that we can make tips is doing song requests. Generally all song requests across the boards, $20, Um, I do work with a couple artists that kind of they'll take a dollar to five dollars and do a song request and that's fine. But those shows I'm generally getting paid higher and we generally do pretty well. in And
0: depending on the shift, like you'll kind of change your mentality there. If there's only a handful of people, then you're doing the request just because you've got to get through the night. (laughs) So
1: let's let's go ahead and talk about the twenty dollar request, because that seems to be um, a big issue with a lot of people coming in town. When we say $20, they think that's a lot. And it does. It seems like a lot for a song. And even one of the musicians here in town posted up talking about that. And he was like, you know, when I first came here, I didn't have the money to throw down, you know, $20 to my friends or to hear a song or this and that. And that's fine. You're not required to pay 20 bucks. You're not required to tip it all first. Let's let's get that out there. No one is right. required to tip. If you don't tip the band. Cool. Thanks for hanging out. I greatly appreciate that you're here
0: because if we didn't have bodies in the building, we, we couldn't do anything at all. I mean, so. if I'm making no money, I'd rather make no money in front of a great group of people than make no money alone.
1: Yes, 100%. So if you can't tip, if your money's tight, whatever the reason being, it, it's not my place to say... Just thank you for being there. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll say that. You're there. I'm not going to get mad if you don't tip. If I'm walking the tip jar and I ask for money or, hey, you want to tip the band? You got a song request and you say no or, oh, I don't have money. I don't have cash. The first thing I'll say is Venmo. And then you're like, oh, I just don't have the extra money to spend or whatever. Okay, cool. Even if you say, you know what? I don't want to tip the band. Cool. Thanks for being here. Enjoy the show. And I walk on to the next person. You don't. Don't get pissed off. Don't get angry. No one is required to pay you. That
0: being said, like, I'm absolutely fine with somebody not tipping the ban. You don't have to be rude to whoever's walking the tip jug. If you don't want to tip the ban, you can just politely decline. Yeah. Just there's no reason to be nasty. Just say
1: no. You don't need to make rude, snarky comments or pretend
0: that they're not talking to you. Yeah. Just that's the one that makes me mad.
1: If you don't want to say anything and you just want to wave your hand like no, you know what that even works to. We get it,
0: and we'll just move on. Like,
1: and I get it. It's loud. Sometimes you can't hear. You mm-hmm. don't want to talk. Whatever. You, again, you don't have to tip. But going on to the people that do tip, the reason we ask for $20 a song is because generally most bands are four, sometimes five pieces. So we have to separate that money at the end of the night four or five, sometimes even six ways. Yeah. So, yeah, it's $20 a song. So if there's four people, that's $5 a person, $5 a person playing that song. We've put a lot of time and effort into our craft and learning these songs, and sometimes we literally learn them on the spot. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why it's $20. And that's not a new thing. It's been like that since before i've been here and i've been here 10 years when so i came to say
0: inflation hasn't touched that
1: yeah no <laughs> when i came here 10 years ago that's what they were asking for was 20 request and today it's the same thing there are a few songs that are premiums and that's because they get requested what 10 times a show oh dozens so especially dozens. if there's a fiddle player so we'll go ahead and say that one devil went down to georgia
0: and that again, that's literally because we will have to play it fifteen times if we do that one for twenty bucks.
1: Yep. Devil went down to Georgia, hundred dollar song. Free bird, hundred dollar song. Mainly because we're
0: sick and tired of people going, Free Bird Like we we get it. And because very few people actually want to hear Free Bird. So like the hundred dollars kind of keeps the gate there so yeah. like if somebody wants to hear it bad enough or a group of people want to hear it bad enough we'll absolutely play it but we do realize most of the audience does not want to hear Freebird
1: and we also know that the only thing you want to hear from Freebird is the guitar solo yeah I guarantee you I'd say 50 to 60 percent of the people that request Freebird or want to hear it don't even know anything past the first couple of lines
0: right right if they know the first couple yeah. of lines.
1: I, I do ask that question. If people ask for Freebird and we actually start doing it, or before we do it, you know, I'll be like, hey, do you know the first line? And if they say no, then I'm like, well, then you're going to have to pay more than $100. Like, <laughs> nice. I know but- why you want to hear Freebird. You want to hear the crazy guitar solo. Like, we, we get it. Um, but yelling out free bird is not funny or cool. You're, you're not cool. You just, you look dumb.
0: So if you want to hear free bird, just come up, request it, toss some money in the bucket and we'll talk to you about it. Um, going back to the $20 request though, that's also a good way to keep a gate up because if you're playing for a full room of two, 300 people and they're all requesting songs, like you can't do 300 songs.
1: Yeah. that, That, again, another thing for, like you said, for the $20, people are there and now it's the big thing of holding up your phone with the what snapchat app or whatever yeah. and it's uh you have the song written on it you're holding it there like mm-hmm. we see your song request like we, or your suggestion sorry that's not a request right. if you're just shouting something or showing us something that's just a suggestion that's not a request a request comes with money so <laughs> um if if we did it that way you know if we were just playing the songs people were shouting out we would be playing all kinds of weird stuff and we would make no money and we would all be annoyed and frustrated and i guarantee you we would lose our crowd so quickly
0: mm-hmm. and that's another thing like if your request just doesn't fit with the mood of the room then it's really hard for us to just throw it in there and wreck the vibe we have going yeah so even if if, you it, do, if
1: it's a party crowd Tend to close and everything is high upbeat and you come in and you want to hear whiskey Zach lullaby, Bryan, or some something shit. in the orange whiskey lullaby Tennessee whiskey even um, or what's that new north of Richmond or whatever that some yeah. guy requested that in the middle of our party crowd last night and I was like look at the Look at what's going on. We just got done playing Guns N' Roses in ACDC, D C and you want to hear that slow, boring song. No offense to anyone that likes it. That's fine. But like I'm saying that's a slow, boring song for a six to ten party. Right. Band.
0: Like, and we get that you enjoy that song, but it's part of our job is to entertain the entire crowd. And if we know something's gonna kill it, then we just we can't. It doesn't matter that you tipped us. We just we can't, or at least we shouldn't.
1: Yeah. So like Bobby said, the $20 is kind of a, it's, it's a gate, a gatekeeper, if you want to call it, you know, it, it keeps us from playing some really crazy random stuff that nobody wants to hear or the band doesn't want to play. And it also keeps us from,
0: from literally having hundreds of requests.
1: Yeah. And actually being able to put on a show and, you know, we, we get song requests and we try to go in order. We'll follow them, you know, especially when they come through Venmo, it's nice. You have a list of them. Um. So, if they
0: remember to check the Venmo, <laughs> yeah. So, um. But going back to tips, so if if your average base pay is mine's a hundred, yours about a hundred and fifty, what's your average tip?
1: Yeah. So I was I was gonna say why tips are important, but yeah. So my uh, it, that that varies. I would say generally. I walk out of shows with an average of $350 on average. Last night made around that number lower base pay, you know, 6 to 10 that mm-hmm. on a Tuesday. Absolutely. That's All right. that's that's great, man. Um some of my higher base pay gigs, gigs like Old Red where there's a lot of people, people people go there to spend money. I'm gonna, I'm going to be real, like they go there to spend they know they're going there to spend money. Yeah. And they do. um, On those gigs, I can walk out with five, six. I've even walked out with $800 on those gigs. Nice. So um, the tips, why they're important to us is because, one, we all live in or around Nashville, and it's quite expensive. Two, um, we are our own bosses, so we have to pay all the overhead, all the taxes, as well as all of our own bills. And if you're somebody like me who you live alone and have all your toys in your studios and this and that, like you, you have things you have to pay for and take care of. So that's why tips are, ex- or that's why tips are so important to us and why we push them. It's, it's truly how we make a living and that we can do this the way we do. Cause if we just took base pay, we would have to play 12 to 15 gigs a week and burn ourselves out.
0: You and know, just physically speaking, we can't do that. Not consistent. They,
1: there's guys that do, and man, I, they're all burnt out. I I talked mm-hmm. to one this morning, and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, man, I've been doing 12 to 15 gigs a week, and he's like, I'm I'm experiencing burnout, and yeah, and I'm like, yeah, it's a real thing, man. It it is. You, it's just just like any other job or, or profession or, or anything that you love to do.
0: If you overexert it, man, like you're you're done. Like, and that does a disservice to our entire field because people come to town to hear the music and if we're up there just barely getting through because we've done too many gigs and we're wiped like that's that's a complete disservice to everybody yeah
1: we're not up there to just regurgitate music we are there to entertain and perform like it's it's our job that's what we all got
0: into this because we enjoy playing music nobody is playing 15 gigs a week on broadway Because that's the best way they know how to make money. Yeah.
1: Now, granted, doing so, I make really good money. Mm -hmm. But also, last week, was it that I had another, I had 11 gigs in six days. And it wore me out, man. And and most of my gigs are high energy. So I'm running around, jumping off things, screaming and yelling, just having a a good old party of a time. But, you know. 11 gigs in six days, it's its a lot. And it, it does, it burns you out. And if and you then, try to
0: compare a four hour shift to like some dude that works in an office for eight hours in a day, like how much work are you doing in an office job for eight hours yeah. that is just consistent, no break, no mental pause, just straight work?
1: Now, all you blue collar workers out there that work in shops and you're busting your ass eight hours a day and you're still making little pay, I've been there. I've done it. I've done the construction. I've worked in shops. I've worked in warehouses. I've worked 60, 70 hours a week breaking my back. And I get it. So we're not talking trash to you no. guys. And
0: talking about those guys, what happens when they are overworked and they're burnt and their brain starts slipping? That's where the accidents happen yep. and people get hurt or killed.
1: Man, I was working close to 80 hours a week after COVID doing construction and cleanup. And it was it was killing me, man. I was tired. I wasn't sleeping. Like I was burnt out. I was at first. I loved my job. Then I hated it because I was mm-hmm. constantly having to work. And so it's the same thing. You're experiencing that same kind of burnout as a musician. Like you guys look at us and you're like, "Oh, they're just up there partying and having fun." We're working.
0: It's supposed to look like we're yeah, partying like, and having fun, man. And we are to an extent.
1: Don't be wrong. But it's work. Wa- watch me for ten songs, and then you'll see me turn around, and I am dead tired sweating my butt off like trying to catch my breath before we have to go right into the next
0: song and do it again trying to find a halfway dry spot on your shirt to wipe the sweat (laughs) off your face man
1: and normally i don't wear my glasses and for some of my gigs now that i'm singing more and i have to read lyrics um i've been wearing my glasses oh my god dude they get six seven songs and they're just like smudged My am mm-hmm. sure it's wet like i always have to have extra towels or like glass
0: cleaners to fix it and they anyway. start to fog up from the heat coming off your skin
1: <laughs> so tips are important for us to make a living and like we said if if we didn't make tips we would ha- we'd be forced to play eight to twelve hours a day and man um I know we're not doing a whole lot of, phys- a lot of us aren't doing a whole lot of physical work, but um, our hands can only play so much. Our voices can only sing so much in a day, mm-hmm. in a week. So we supplement our lives with, our supplement our, inclo- our income to support our lives with these tips. Yep. That's why the tips are so important. That's why we say we live off the tips, because now I can go down to playing five to six gigs a week And still live comfortable, still be able to breathe, still be able to have time in my day and not just playing all day. Another thing is that you're playing all day long and making just bass pace. The last thing you want to do is come home and work on more music and learn an original artist tunes or write your own stuff or do anything with that. Because you're like, man, I've been doing this all day. I need a break from it. Your brain needs a break. So that's why we push tips that's why they're very So now focused. that we've
0: established where the money comes from and why let's talk about the culture that that has generated and the mentality behind it from both the the tourist perspective when they come to town and they're expected to tip and the artist perspective of having to push and direct your show to get tips cuz that's that's the big thing that that I think most people are missing out on as far as like not understanding how Broadway is working.
1: I'm trying to think how to answer this. Um, so
0: le- let me boil it down into like an, a direct question. Yeah. Do you think the responsibility for paying us as musicians belong to the venue or to the crowd?
1: Ooh, okay. Well... I don't think the crowd is responsible for paying us anything. No. I just said no one's required to make tips. Right. So, no, I don't want to say that the crowd is the ones responsible for paying us. Definitely, I think the venues should be, especially here in town, because they do make really good money. Granted, they have really high rent or you know uh, mortgages or whatever for their venues they got to pay all the liquor taxes and all this and that. And they're, they have their own employees and then cleanup crews. And then the amount of sound gear they buy, and I get there's, you know, half a million dollars in overhead. I, I understand that, but I also know that they do make enough to pay us out. Um, so I think it's the venues responsibility to pay us, to get us in the doors, to keep us there. Um, I think it's our responsibility to get, our tips from the patrons and work the show, work the crowd. But I don't think it's the crowd's responsibility to pay us, if that makes sense.
0: Right. And and I completely agree. It should not be the crowd's responsibility. But if you're talking about the numbers that we brought up when half or three quarters of our take home pay is from tips, then right now the tourists are responsible for paying us.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'd word it differently, but yes. I mean,
0: they don't, <laughs> they don't have an obligation to I'm, I'm doing to that because
1: there there's people that are going to take what we say so literal. Yeah, so, but what
0: I'm saying is our paycheck is at least half, if not more, tips. Oh, 100%. So, so
1: okay, uh, that's where I want to talk about the, the big discussion was whether the venues should pay us such a higher, or say such a high, man, my words today. I'm sorry, <laughs> y'all. I know I'm tripping all over my words and I'm stuttering. I don't know what's wrong with me today. I apologize, but the conversation was that should the venues pay us higher base pays so that we don't have to worry about tips, or should they keep it at lower base ta- base pays so we can push tips and make more money. Um, The original poster, I believe, said something along the lines of they felt like the venue should pay us more money so we don't have to worry about tips and we didn't have to stress out so much about it. We knew how much we were going to be making when we came home and so forth. And while I can see where they're coming from and can agree with them, once the venues start paying us higher base pays, and I know this because it's already happening. Mm-hmm. Everything I'm about to say is already happening. But once the venues uh, start paying us higher base pays and offer that, and you know, at, at every stage they have, whether it's a, a main floor or a rooftop, you're still getting two or three hundred dollars, they take away, um, they they don't take away, they limit what we can do. Yes. Um, so we're limited on how we can make tips and how mi- how we can promote those tips. Uh, they limit us on what we can play and sing. They limit us on how we can act on stage and what we can say because they're paying us so much money. So like, hey, well, if you want to make this, you have to follow our rules. So essentially they're making you an employee. Now, also, these bars are doing The same thing they do with W2 employees. And this is why I feel like some of these bars are trying to make us musicians, W2 employees instead of contractors, is they're paying us two weeks out. Yeah. You know, they're getting you (sighs) acclimated. I cannot talk today. (laughs) Oh, my God. Acclimated. They're getting us acclimated so that we can be put on a weekly schedule and know that we're making this amount of money in two weeks and, you know... They're making us employees instead mm-hmm. of contractors, um, and there's good and bad sides to it. Um, you know, the good side is you're making a higher base pay, and you don't have to push the tips. And you know that, well, at least I'm going home with two hundred dollars tonight. You know, and if you do, and if to I have, have five a of those share. gigs, you have five of those gigs a week. That's a thousand dollars a week. That's four thousand dollars a month. That's a decently comfortable living wage. Well, then you got to start taking out all your expenses and then your your $4,000 a month comes down to what? 2,800 to $3,000 a month. Mhm. Still a comfortable living wage. Do you live alone or do you live with somebody? So we can we can tear that down. I I can break that down all day. Oh yeah. But that's the that's what's going on with those venues in my opinion that or paying higher base pays is they're just trying to have more control over us and, and make us more of employees instead of musicians. Um, but they do limit how we make tips, the way we make tips. And they so what they do is some of the bars don't let us put up QR codes, don't let us put up our own tip buckets, and then we can't even mention the tip bucket. Some of them, yeah, they'll have the QR code up on the screen, and you can say, "Hey, if you want to request a song, scan that QR code." But you can't say song requests are twenty dollars. So if someone sends you a dollar for a song, well, guess you're all making twenty-five cents for or twenty cents for that song, you know. And I just, I think that's kind of a slap in the face for what we do and what this town is built on. Again, this is just my opinion. Take it how you want because I know there's a lot of y'all in town that listen to this. But I think the higher base pays and taking away access to tips is not the direction to go. Um, I truly believe that Nashville was built on a tip-based payout. And, you know, that's what honky-tonks are is they're, they're loud, rowdy, Bars with country music now more than country and you know when you want to hear a song it's like a jukebox you got to go put money in there and the jukebox it's what a dollar a song you don't get to go oh well I only want to pay 20 cents well guess what we're a live band jukebox so you're going to pay a little bit more than that (laughs) so I personally like the bars that pay a little bit less money um, and that don't have the restriction on tips that allow us you know to say hey yeah it's $20 and I get it they don't want you pushing that every two songs Like, say it once an hour you don't have to say it every five minutes Like,
0: and, and that's what I was just about to bring up though I see exactly where you're coming from my mentality shifts a lot the other way that I've seen and played with so many artists that just push and push and push and hammer and hammer and it, it ruins everything
1: well that's 100% a, a purple circuit product mm-hmm. is between every song talking about tips and yes. just pushing it, pushing it, pushing
0: it. And I can't and really blame them because I mean they're making the lowest base Yeah, pay, when, so. when you're
1: making $40 and parking's $10, so you are only really making $30 and then, yeah, you, you want to make as you, much. You, you have to. You have maybe. to work twice as hard as I do just to make the base pay that I make. So I get that. Mm-hmm. But but if you're too far the other
0: way, there are, then are ways, yeah. You're capping yourself in another way. So So it is it's a very precarious situation because you do want to have access to the tips, because that is a very lucrative way to make money, but you don't want to feel the pressure and stress of having to like beg for money.
1: Right. So with with lower base paying gigs or gigs that allow you to ask for tips and request for tips. Here's some advice I can give for you from the get go of your show. Have five songs ready to go.
0: That's those five, a, that's great. Those five songs everyone, allow a couple
1: of things. One, it allows everybody on stage to kind of get a, a sound check because we're doing yep. such quick changeovers that we don't get proper sound checks. It's, hey, do you got sound in your ears or in your monitor? Cool, we're going to adjust it as we go. Yep. If you watch me at a show, yes, I have my phone on my on my mic clip. If I'm running ears... And I'm sitting there messing with my phone the first couple of songs, it's literally because I'm adjusting mm-hmm. the levels in my ears trying to figure out what fits for this venue. Some yeah, he's them, not
0: Amazon shopping yet.
1: <laughs> I quit those gigs. <laughs> I quit those morning gigs. That don't happen no more. The gigs I'm on now, it's I can't I can't be on my phone for more than those few seconds, man. I'm I'm too busy. Right. I'm not I'm not just standing in one spot playing the root and the fifth. So doop, doop,
0: doop, yeah, doop, doop. I'm,
1: over, I'm over that bullshit. Um, I love old country music. God, I can't play it at eleven o'clock, ten o'clock in the morning. I can't, I can't do it. I fall asleep. I get bored. Anyways, um,
0: tips. <laughs> <laughs> so, where was I, Bobby? You were talking about the five songs at the beginning. There we go. Okay, yes. of so the five the, songs at the beginning. Shift.
1: It allows you to get kind of a sound check EQ. Everybody can sing a song and get their levels right out front for the sound guy. He can figure out all his stuff. It also allows you as a band to kind of gel and put on a show to see how the crowd's reacting to what you're playing. And then you can adjust. Do we need to continue playing country? Do we need to go more rock, pop? What is this crowd doing? Then after those five songs, kind of do a temperature check. Do a holler and swaller. But the thing is, you want to put on a show. Mm-hmm. People are coming here to be entertained. They're not just coming here to listen to music. They are coming here for the free entertainment. It's free for all these people out here to go and watch.
0: And we're again, supposed to be the best in the world at it.
1: Again, another reason why we ask for tips There's no door cover, nothing like that. It's free to just bar hop. You can go back and forth to the same three bars all night and not Mm -hmm. pay a thing other than if you truly want to hear a song. So starting out with those five songs really allows you to just kind of work together as a band, see where the crowd's at, and get a feel for the room. I would say, have you a set list of 70 songs? Mm -hmm. Because here's what's going to happen. Sometimes you won't get any requests at all, even if you push it every other song. People just they either don't want to pay the money, they don't know what to request, they're Or they're just digging they're, what you're doing. Yeah, they sometimes they just like it. So if you have a set list, do five songs, holler and swaller, mention tips, and that you take requests and this how the band makes a living is through that tip bucket. That's all you gotta say. You don't have to sit there and continue to oh, well, it's $20 for this. Hey, $20 song request, this is how the band makes a living, is through this tip bucket. If you like what you're hearing, throw some love in there. If you don't, double the money, make a joke out of it, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But, you know, keep it lively. And then if nobody's nobody comes up and requests anything, don't just sit there and be like, well, we're waiting on our $20 request. Nobody wants that. They want to fucking be entertained. Right. So if you give it five to six seconds, if nobody comes up, start the next song. Yep. And if somebody comes up during that song, cool. Take their request, and then we'll start it as the next song. And if nobody requests after that, you have a set list to follow. Mm-hmm. And also with the set list, it also kind of gives you a chance. We play and know so many songs. We play and work with so many different people that you're like, Fuck, what, what do we know? What have we played? What do we need to play? When you have that set list, you can see the songs in front of you. And you can also go, okay, well the crowd's really been digging the the uh, southern rock stuff. So okay, we got a Skinner song here and then Steve Miller here. You know, you, you can kind of figure out right what you, you have a roadmap. Do. Yeah. And so it, and it I'll helps. Tell
0: you, there is nothing more frustrating to me than when everybody's just kind of looking at each other like, Well, what do y'all want to play? Well, I don't know. Like
1: No, don't ask, if I'm not leading the show, don't ask me that. Don't you, yeah. If you're, if you're yeah. leading the show, it's your you're, job. You're leading. You are leading yep. the show. Unless I'm your band leader, don't ask me that. Don't go, oh, what do you, you?
0: Now, if if well, we guys. play super regular, I might have an idea because I know what you know and I know what we normally right. play. Right. If it's, if
1: it's a band that plays on a weekly or daily basis and you do it all the time and someone turns around and the crowd's not responsive and you just go,
0: what do you guys want to play? Let's that's try this a little one. different. But if
1: it's bands, you're filling in, throwing
0: together. And wh- that's the worst because they're like, dude, I don't even know what you know. So I don't even know where to begin to suggest a song.
1: Yeah. So now here, let me get back on the set list thing because this is another thing. Well, you know, I sing and play everything. Cool. So take, I said make the set list of, mm-hmm. of 75, 70 songs. We'll just say 70. We'll keep it at 70. Take 30 of them songs, the songs that you like and enjoy, and then take the other 40 songs, and it should all be number one hits, party songs, whatever, whatever is going to The popular that stuff that's yeah.
0: getting requested. That's what you need to have on there. If somebody requests a song four times in a night, that song is on your set list.
1: And you should start out, the first five songs should start out being songs that people like that are top songs. I don't care if you... I don't care if you play it a million times a week and you hate that song. I say it all the time. I hate wagon wheel, but I'm going to play it with a smile on my face. and I'm going to sing every word. Like I love it because my job is to entertain.
0: Well, I was asked the other night, um, Annie and I were talking and she asked if I had my dream gig, what kind of music, what genre of music would I play? And I don't have an answer because what genre I want to play changes from day to day, week to week. I just want to play music. So playing songs that I don't particularly care for, although it can be monotonous and not as fun, I'd still much rather play those songs than not play.
1: 100%. 100%.
0: And so, yep, I'm doing Wagon Wheel. I'm doing Chicken Fried. I'm doing Friends in Low Places. All of them. Yeah. Every time.
1: So since we're talking about the songs, I'll go ahead and skip ahead on my list here. Um, I had an artist reach out to me and they were like, hey, you know, so and so isn't putting us on any gigs this month. They're taking us off. Um, They said they're going to, you know, put us on where they can. But, you know, for some reason, they just stopped booking us this month. And my first question is, what do you what song, like what music are you playing? Mm-hmm. And it was rock and pop punk. And I was like, cool, do you play any country at all? No, not really. I said, that's why. I said, those bars that you're playing for, they want primarily country. You can play the pop and the pop punk and the rock mm-hmm. and, and that stuff, but they want primarily country. There are a few bands that play primarily rock, but I also play with those bands, and they still started out with country. Oh, yeah. You know, and because that's – what majority of people are coming to this town to hear
0: mm-hmm.
1: now i am a pop punk guy and that's what i listen and to you have and a
0: pop punk band do. that doesn't do country
1: no but i still knew that coming here and playing broadway if i was going to be successful mm-hmm. i was going to have to learn all the songs that i didn't necessarily want to play because guess what that's what people were requesting that's what they want to hear yep And so if the
0: venue your band was playing in made more money and got more business from country, you wouldn't be playing there with a pop punk band.
1: So, um, you know, just learn everything. Like, yeah, still play the stuff that you love. Like don't kill yourself playing everything you don't want to play, but don't limit yourself.
0: Be strategic about it.
1: Yeah. Don't, don't limit yourself on what you can do. Again, if you want to make tips, you only make tips by either A, just putting on a really, really good show,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or B, playing what people want to hear, not what you want to play. And I, I get flack for that all the time from a few guys because they're like, well, we play what we want to play, and we still make good money. Yeah, but also, look, you're, like I said, you're putting on a good show. You're putting yeah. on a show. You're entertaining yep you're rocking out you're having a good time you're joking with the crowd You're getting
0: everybody involved you make everybody feel special people are like okay you guys kick ass you know
1: my my band on fridays i give a speech you know we we don't play on broadway we play off of it in printer's alley at snitch but i give a speech after the first couple of songs i'm like hey we're your rock band we don't do anything they do down there on broadway if you like what you're hearing there's a tip bucket that's how i pay these guys at the end of the night um if you have a request, you can make it, but just keep it in the vein of what we do. And if I don't know your song, I'm sorry I don't know your song. So just be prepared for that, you know? Right. And, you know, some people will leave, but the majority of people will stay. And then we just rock out, and I get messages through Venmo. I got a a little handwritten message the other night, you know, and people are like, hey, we love what you guys are doing. You sound great. You're a lot of fun. It wasn't about, oh, you played a song that touched my heart. No, we... I just put on a damn good show you know we just had fun we're having fun we're having a good time that's why we came to do this that's why we're doing it so and don't limit yourself is, is what I'm getting at
0: and go, going back to the original conversation of the tips versus base pay don't let needing to push tips and needing to make tips because of a low base pay ruin your show Don't don't let that happen if you're thinking to yourself, "Man, I wish I got a higher base pay so I could focus on the show and not focus on tips," you've already lost. Yep. You 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 can do both effectively. You can push the tip bucket, you can run the tip bucket, you can ask for $20 requests and put on a fantastic show and not worry about handing every little person their request and giving everybody exactly what they want individually, because that's going to kill your crowd.
1: Yep. Again, once again, like Bobby said, be strategic about
0: it. Mm -hmm. If If somebody requests a slow song, hold off for a while. If it's not a good time to throw in a slow song, just don't do it. Yeah. uh,
1: So Todd Cameron, who I'm playing with tonight, um, you know, his show, we, we have a set list. It's it's a pretty – I say a set list. It's just kind of a list of songs that we pick from. But the first hour of our show is the same almost every show. We'll change up a few songs here and there, but we kind of have a an act that we put on. And then Todd does uh, the song challenge thing where we st- – that's when we start opening up the tips. But – be strategic about what you're doing. If you go in every day and you're just doing the same monotonous thing, it's like any other job. You're not going to climb the ladder. You're not going to make any more money if you're just going in just putting in that bare minimum effort. Well, I showed up and played songs today. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they're not tipping me. Well, what did you do to deserve a tip?
0: Well, right. I,
1: I got up and played songs. Well, that's what your base pays for. You showed up and played. Mm-hmm. That's what the base pay is there for—is to keep you showing up and playing. If you want to keep your job there, you need to figure out how to fill up that bar. You need to figure out how to make sure that bar is making money. What'd you, you wear? Huh?
0: If 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 you're if you're that person that just shows up and plays and expects tips, what'd you wear? <laughs> I can tell so much about oh, a band man. by seeing oh. how they're dressed.
1: Don't don't get me started on that, man.
0: Actually, should I? I mean, I, I open the door, walk through it, dude.
1: <laughs> if you look like you just rolled out of bed and you're wearing a wrinkled ass shirt and some dirty baggy jeans and flip-flops or something like that, don't expect requests or don't oh, sorry, yeah, you'll get requests, but don't expect tips. Like I Your image, what you look like, really does matter and people, mm-hmm. I get it like we're supposed to accept everybody and I understand that and I'm not sitting here dogging on anybody's shapes and sizes and this and that
0: And we're not saying don't dress but how you like to dress
1: here's here's what I'm gonna say on my personal experience when I finally decided to take my look and bring it on stage my attitude bring it on stage and started taking care of my physical health, I got more gig offers and I made more money. Those 40 and 50 year old women, love it when I'm standing on a barrel, <laughs> half half my shirt cut off, playing songs, flexing my muscles. I know what I'm doing. There's, there's, there's a reason for it.
0: And again, we are not talking about like, what your body type is, or you should conform to a certain style or type. I'm just saying, the we're talking that about I've taking done. pride in your appearance on stage. Yeah. Like,
1: just wear clean clothes. Wear clean clothes. Wear things that match. Don't wear shirts that have a bunch of holes in the armpits and you've had for seven years. Go put
0: on your work uniform. Like, put on the clothes that the artist or the musician playing that spot should be wearing.
1: I was told a long time ago when I was on the road and I was opening up for bigger acts and I would just wear boots, jeans and a t-shirt. And I never really put a whole lot of thought into it. Mm -hmm. And somebody came up to me and was like, is this what you wear every show? I was like, yeah. And they are like, do you not look at your appearance? And I was like, no, I mean, I look at myself every day before I leave. Like, I try to make sure that I look good. And they're like, but is that the outfit you want to be wearing in front of 10,000 people? There you go. And that question hit me. And I was like, ah, you're right. And granted, this this was only a show for like, it was, it was a um, a theater, so it had maybe 1,500 seats. And it was sold out, but the way that question was posed to me, and they didn't say anything else after that. They just walked away. And I just I just sat there kind of dumbfounded, and I was like, oh, you're right. If I was playing in front of 10,000 people, I would be dressing different. Mm-hmm. And though they never said anything to me after that, I went home and I started thinking, I was like, you know what? I need to start viewing every show as if I'm going to be playing in front of the most important people. So when they see me, they go, rock star. Yep. And ever since I've had that mentality and changed how I truly look on stage, and yeah, granted, yes, I know, I wear a cutoff sleeve and I got holy jeans, and whatnot, but they're clean. They and fit that's right. The image. There's an image I'm going for. You see... Go look at all these rock stars that are out there. They got all kinds Mm -hmm. of
0: crazy clothes, shirts open, this and that. And I I brought up the clothing because that's an easy switch. But that easy switch will affect your entire mentality. Mm -hmm. And you will begin to present and carry yourself like you belong there. Mm -hmm. And 90% of people are going to believe it. If you act like you belong there, they'll accept that you belong there. And I, I mean, I learned that in my early days of playing when I was playing with a punk band on the road, like we would walk into a venue and just act like it was our home. We were as comfortable as could be there. We acted for lack of a better term, like rock stars and everybody accepted that that's what we were. Not a group of kids from the middle of nowhere, Kentucky that barely knew what the fuck they were doing.
1: Yeah, And And we
0: made it around the entire country doing that.
1: When I first moved to town I I did I started making sure that like every show I was dressed to the nines just had my most expensive nice clothes and boots on for every gig. And then as I started doing more gigs and I realized I was like, oh well they're you know I started looking at like, oh well, they're just bar gigs or small venues like no one's gonna be here and I started dressing more casual mm-hmm. I I did my gigs weren't as good. So they, you say That's the they,
0: difference in just, a person tipping you 5 money. bucks and tipping you 20 bucks.
1: So take pride in not only the music that you're playing, because don't get me wrong. Like some of you guys are, f- not some, most of you guys are absolutely phenomenal musicians. Scary good. But I'll tell you what, some of you guys that are uh, phenomenal musicians, I wouldn't hire you simply because I don't care how good you play. You look like you just rolled out of bed and you don't give a shit about life. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to hire you. Just like people aren't going to hire me because of the things I post up online. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, you Kyle know. Kyle wakes up in the morning ready to fight. And since he lives alone, he starts internet fights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, somebody wanted to try to start a fight with me or an argue with me and Kroger today. And so I just, after several conversations I've had this week, I had to had to make a post.
0: I get it. Any- I definitely
1: get So, trust um, the part that you want act the part that you want man play the part that you want don't just show up and
0: you know and that'll help you get tips more than asking for tips
1: yeah like do do whatever you can do to just make the show better look at yourself and go what can i do to make our show better and
0: have you ever taken a business class yes opportunity costs man what can you do different to make you stand out from the next guy and there's a whole fucking lot of next guys
1: (laughs) there's a reason i wear all black and have a green mohawk and have muscles (laughs) (laughs) i stand out before i did before i took my rock star wanted look and made it a real thing i'm telling you guys like my gigs weren't as good. My pay wasn't as good. But when I changed my whole image to who I really am and the job that I wanted, it, it opened a lot of doors for me. So let's get back on to tips and money because that's right. what we're here to talk about. So well, that- I, th-
0: I think we've I think we've covered everything that I wanted to cover as far as base pay versus tips. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we... Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I know I
1: kind of already said it, but a big thing is know the standards and not just what you like. Know it all. And now you're not going to know every standard I get it because I don't. There's still some of them like, oh, crap, I, I still need to learn that, you know. And um, some of them I only know I half ass, but at least I know them and can get through them. Be familiar with them. Know the standards. It's It's going to help you make money. Um, it's not unusual at all to walk away with three or $400 a gig on a $100 base pay. It's mm-hmm. not. It's all about how you work your show and work the crowd. Um, if you're mean to the crowd and mean to your band and mean to the bartenders, and let me tell you what, I, I play a lot of gigs downtown, and I sit and watch afterwards, and I sit and watch beforehand, and some of you guys, man, you have an attitude And when you're yelling at the crowd and barking at them and like giving them orders and showing them that you're upset because they're not tipping you. Guess what? They're not going to tip you like they're not going to request a song. You've already, you've already written them off. So they've written you off. Mm -hmm. So, you know, said it before, I'll say it again. Check your ego at the door, leave all your problems at the door. If somebody is a dick to you on stage, Especially females. Females, if you're ever on a show with me and anybody, I don't care if it's a band member, a patron, a bartender, a manager of the bar or venue we're at, you tell me and you tell me who it is. I'm going to handle it. I don't ever let anyone in my bands or that I share a stage with be treated with disrespect. You disrespect me we're going to have an issue you disrespect one of my band members we're going to have an issue Mm -hmm. we're all trying to do the same shit and that's make money and have a living nobody needs to be a dick and be mean to anybody so let's all work together and if someone is mean to you and gives you shit and wants to yell at you come grab me especially the females because, and I say this for the females because y'all do get walked on. Some of y'all can hold your own ground and you have no problem standing up for yourselves, and I applaud you. I can name quite a few that do that. Yeah. But there's also several that I work with that they just let people walk over them and don't. If you if you just need me to stand in that room when you go have that conversation with that manager because they mm-hmm. were being a dick and you, you want to witness, guess what? When me entering that room, I hate to say it, it's going to make them think twice for what they fucking say oh, yeah. and they're not going to disrespect you. I know that's fucking wrong and it shouldn't be that way. And you know what, men y'all need to grow up and stop being disrespectful to women. You don't own them. But if some of y'all are so uncomfortable in those situations, I get it. If I'm in your band, come grab me. I'll, I won't say a word. I'll just be there mm-hmm. because I want to make sure they respect you. And if they disrespect you in front of me, then I'm going to say something. I if will nothing
0: never. else, you're a pair of eyes that saw everything. Mm-hmm. It's always good to
1: have a witness. It's always good to have stuff in writing. Um, I was an education major, and I had a teacher, a professor, that he always, always, every single day drilled into our head. Always have a witness and always have a paper trail.
0: I joke around with my kids all the time. Like We'll be goofing off, and I'll like flick one of them in the R. And they'll be like, hey why'd you do that? And I'll be like, what'd I do? You flicked me. Can you prove it? And mm-hmm. they'll be like, I saw it. That doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Who else saw it? I had, an, I
1: had an issue with someone recently making comments online and I called them out and I diffused and fixed the situation and then turns out they still were going out and running my name through the mud and saying that they had all these screenshots and this and that. And I was like, oh, they do? Well, here's here's literally everything. Here's literally every single conversation and comment I've ever made. And they were like, oh yeah, he's totally lying. Yeah. <laughs> have a paper trail, have witnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, this last week, the reason I, I bring that up about the females is this last week is I had two female artists that I play with that had issues with managers at the bar. And they went and talked to them by themselves and came back and they were really distraught and upset. And I told them, I said, next time, just let me go with you. I don't need to say or do anything. I'm just going to be there for your moral support and be to be a witness of what's said and what happens. Mm -hmm. And so and I guarantee you that most of the guys down here will do the same. Even dudes, if if you're not comfortable with having and I get it because. Not everybody likes confrontation like I do. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Kyle likes to fight. It's not that I like to fight, man. I've got a thing about confrontation. Uh, I have no problem having a discussion face to face. You want to talk to me? Let's talk. Some people I'm not going to talk to because you don't deserve my time of day. You know exactly who I'm talking about.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> come knock on my door all you want. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> but those people typically do something to put themselves <laughs> in that position uh, I'm not yeah that's you don't just fall into Kyle's shit list you have to uh, get there on your own <laughs> look man I'm,
1: I'm not gonna lie I know I, I shit talk a lot online and I post things and, and I act like this like hard ass but um, it actually takes a lot for you to really piss me off <laughs> I now know
0: once you've done it <laughs> once
1: you've done it you're, you're done you're done right. <laughs> you're you're pretty much if you're look, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna put it this way if you're dead to me you're dead to me you never existed it's I move on with my life I don't carry baggage man I'm not carrying anything on my back there's no weight on my shoulders I move <laughs> on with my life and I I, I got to make money and survive. I've got an empire that I've been building and I like where I'm going. Nobody's gonna stop me from doing what I want to do. And it's it's that simple. I, I love my life and what I do. And so if you can either be a part of the ride and, and have fun with me or you can go on with your life.
0: Go kick rocks. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) oh man um so uh talking about people not doing necessarily the things they're supposed to and being a little bit shady um yeah along with that post about tips and whatnot uh somebody had posted something about when should an artist take extra money from a gig or is okay, it okay yeah, that they got paid that, extra that money? was
1: something else okay so there is something that happens in this town and it generally happens within the purple circuit and what that is is they tell the main artist because they're like oh well, you're the booking agent and the band leader they, they say you have all these names which is not true half the time um, so they tell you to take an extra cut from the top hey mm-hmm. you're your total band's payout's going to be 400 but you take you take 100 of it and then split the other 300 between
0: five people so from what i understand is they actually get paid the extra amount separate so they'll get like the 400 split that amongst the band and then the artist will get another 150 200 later
1: Oh, see, this I haven't heard. This is news to That's the way
0: it was explained to me. Now, I may be wrong, but that's the way I understand it, is the artist will get paid separate, the extra. I
1: have just been explained that the, the, the band leader makes an X amount of money, and then they split what's left over. The band splits what's left over. Yeah. That's how it was explained to me. But I guess... I guess it kind of work even that way it still kind of works the way either, you said. Either way it's Either way the the artist is taking more money than the rest of the band. Now, so the discussion was is that okay? Is that something that should be done? And there was quite a bit of discussion on that topic more than there was the actual tips itself. And because so if the band leader or the artist hires people and says, "Hey, you're making $100 a show and I'm making, you know, 150 or 200 Okay, cool. You told me up front. Yep. I know how much I'm making. And then, of course, yeah, then we'll split tips evenly. Sweet deal. You told me up front.
0: Mm-hmm. I have no problem with
1: that. I'm agreeing to it now. I'm if accepting I the deal. If agree
0: terms and conditions, then. If,
1: if you tell me up front that you're making good. more money than me, but you're still giving me a base pay and it's still pretty decent. And I, I say no yes, then we're good. I'll work with you because you you are. You're, as a, a front man and band leader and, and booking person, I get it. You're doing a lot of work outside of it, and so making that little extra, cool. Now, I do it differently with my band. Mm-hmm. Um, my band, we all make the same base pay. Your yeah,
0: personal opinion is I don't think you should run your band yeah. like that.
1: My band, we all make the same base pay, but when it comes down to tips, if they don't each make $100 first... I won't take anything. Each one of my band members has to make $100 in tips before I start taking something. So they'll make 100 or they'll make 101 and I'm only making 1. I don't okay. start taking anything until they've already hit that $100 mark because I know they can be down on Broadway making more money on a Friday night closing shift than they could at my show. So yeah. I'm just trying to make sure that they're happy. Now, they, they are. They love playing what we're playing and they're having a good oh, yeah. time. But I want to make sure that they're getting paid what they truly deserve.
0: I do so, well on the rest of my and that, gigs. That does two things. One, as a business, because you're running a business, you're being competitive. You're yes. making sure that you can have employees that perform well. Two, being a leader, you're building an environment where the people you are with trust you and they have respect for you and they understand that in this situation you will take care of them Mm -hmm. and that that is a beautiful place to be
1: so that's how I work and going back to that discussion is you know is it okay if band leaders do that yes it's okay if it's brought up if it's Mm -hmm. discussed beforehand but if it comes down to you hired the band and you told and you know and then it comes down to pay, and they each make eighty bucks and you made one fifty and you're telling them that now or they find out down the road that's not okay. Right. That that's not you need to tell everybody up front it's either split evenly or it's split. There this should way.
0: never be questions um, about the money.
1: Now, as far as road gigs go, because this was everybody well
0: on the road you know that I got to cover mm-hmm. more in this yes
1: yes. The artist will always make more money on the road, and unless it's a band that travels together and plays together and writes together and does that regularly, which is a very small niche group that actually does that, but um, you're a hired gun and you're going to make the average base pay of what it is to be on the road. Um, so understand that they're going to make more money. They're gonna be walking away with a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars and you're only making one one fifty.
0: But and the reason they're being, also responsible they're covering for the overhead
1: hotels and gas, sometimes your food, and then whatever promotion they I mean, it's their name, it's their show, it's out of state that it's different.
0: It's but very, and I mean, how many how many gigs have you been on oh. where you've made, you know, your couple hundred dollars for the road gig, artist made $1,500, oh. but after everything was said and done, artist was in the hole a couple hundred dollars.
1: Oh, several, several. I mean, and I And you don't have to worry about that. You take your money and go home. I was in a band for years, and you know the artist generally made more money than we did, and we all lived under the same roof, so I was very well aware of his expenses, and mm-hmm. what he had to pay for, and this and that. And I, I, made a com- I made a comment to him one day, and he's like, well, Kyle, you know, if something happens to the van or this and that, he's like, I got to pay for it, and I got to cover the insurance and this and that. What happened the week later? Our freaking ball joint snapped on our van, and it went down nose first into the ground, and we mm-hmm. had to do a bunch of repairs, and well, guess who paid for it? He did, because he ha- that's what that money was for, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I have another artist that I work with regularly. I won't say his name, but he, uh, he treats me very, very well. It treats just whole band. Well, and while he does generally make more money than us on most shows, um, he has provided me with an instrument at no cost to me whatsoever. Um, and then I've gotten several just random bonuses from him. He'll just send us money. Be like, Hey, it's a Christmas bonus or Hey, mid mid year, summer bonus. We did really well. Just, you know, just, takes care of us Mm -hmm. so I never question that and again
0: they've built an environment where you trust them yeah and you know that they're looking out for you and that everything's above board and everything's cool and there's no shadiness it's shadiness and the idea that somebody's trying to manipulate you or screw you over it's going to ruin everything yeah and so yeah just be perfectly honest about money from the start And it'll be fine.
1: So I did work with a band for about two years and um, had a great relationship with them. And towards the end of the band started to kind of fall apart a little bit. One of the singers left and then one of the other singers got sick and she was like, hey, can you just put together a band and you co-front it tonight? Um, They're going to put all the pay in your name. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I'm I'm fine with that. You know, we've been working together as a band for years. We can find a, another co-front. Well, and I just got into co-fronting, so I was excited. I was like, cool, kind of doing my own thing, you know? Yeah. And um, when they paid me afterwards, I was like, wow, this check is a good $200 more than what we normally make. So I went to the manager, and I was like, hey, did I, like, Did I do something good? Where we got a raise? Like why the check isn't normally this high? He goes, no, that's what the check is every week. Dum dum I said, dum. I was like, oh, that's funny because that means I'd be making one fifty a show instead of a hundred. And he was like, huh. That's all he said was huh. And I was like, this is what the band's been getting paid every Friday and Saturday. He goes, yeah, for the last like six or seven months. It's, it's been this high since I gave you all that first raise. And I was like, first raise? What raise?" I've been making the same consistently. So I reach out to the, the artist, the singer and text her and through text messages, she lies to me. And then I say, well, here's the picture of the check. Here's the conversation with the manager. And, um, I've already talked to them, I already know all the details, so for the last six months since we've got a raise, which we didn't know about, where's all this extra money going? Oh, well, the manager told us just to take more off the top and the raise was to go to to go to go the two singers and we just kept paying you guys at $100 a man. I was like, oh, because when I talked to him, he said the raise was for the whole band. Oh, no, no, there must be a miscommunication somewhere. And eventually she owned up to it and said it, you know, I showed up to a, I had a morning gig. I showed up at an hour between showed up to that next gig waiting for her. Mm -hmm. And I confronted her. I said, okay, we need to get this straight. Like what's going on. And she finally told me the truth. I said, okay, so you've been lying to me all day. You couldn't just tell me that from the get go. You couldn't be honest. She's like, we need to get ready for this show. We need to go ahead and get set up. The man nah, the owner's that here. That and I, looked at her, I said, no, I quit.
0: Bye. Effective. And she
1: starts crying for you. I said, no, I don't feel sorry for you. You've been lying to me for seven months, six, seven months. Absolutely not. I was like. If you add all this up, that means each band member should have made an extra $1,200 in the last six months. And here you are once a month going on these lavish vacations while we're all struggling to pay our bills.
0: Now, had she come to you and said, hey, we got a raise. It would have been a I'm going to take some more off the top. I would really like you guys to keep playing with me, but this is this is how it's going to be. And,
1: and granted, don't get me wrong, She there were music videos they were working on and albums and like we did all this stuff with them so i kind of figured you know i was like okay you know if there's some extra money on top that's where it's going to whatever but had you told me that from the get-go i'd have been okay with it and understood it but for me to find that out later and you're going on these like lavish vacations with your boyfriend excuse me boyfriend and whatnot give me the opportunity
0: to say no I'm i'm not okay with that
1: i'm literally struggling to at the time i was literally struggling to pay my bills and here like so yeah i, I fucking quit
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's not an okay situation have the conversations at the beginning not later i know everybody's like oh don't ask for permission ask for forgiveness later not no not fuck that that's not an like that's a joke that's not a real thing you don't don't do that you, anywhere that in life that
0: applies to things that you actually think are going to be okay not like real life shit that People are gonna get pissed off about like, yeah. If you had a soda in the fridge and I wanted the soda, it'd be like, he's probably not gonna mind. I'm gonna take the soda. That that's a ask for forgiveness situation. (laughs) Yeah. Not a oh, you can't pay your light bill because I decided to take some extra money. Sorry. Yeah. Fuck that. And
1: we were even asking for them to like pick up more gigs in the week so that we could have more work. Like we they knew. That at that time, then
0: that's just insulting. And this,
1: and this all happened um, six or seven months after, like we opened up from uh, uh, after COVID. So, anywho, so yeah, have those conversations at the beginning. Don't have them later. Like nobody wants to find that out. To my knowledge, there's only one circuit that's doing it. Um, if any other circuits are doing it, uh, that's probably just because the artist wants to and they don't know any better. But that shouldn't be happening unless it's discussed. So have those yeah. discussions. I mean, really, with it should be.
0: On Broadway, everybody should make equal pay. Nobody's going way out of their element to book shows. No, Nobody's man, doing that much. You know what it takes work. for me to
1: book a show on Broadway? Call a couple people. Send I send a, a text, text message. I send a text message.
0: Hey, you got anything open?
1: Yup. That's what it takes. Now, granted, if you're getting into... I'm already on the circuit. Right. I'm already on these circuits, and that's all it takes. If you're trying to get into the circuits, you have to do a little bit more work. But once you're on the circuit and you have a band, it's not that hard. No. You you simply reach out and say, these are the days that I'm available, or do you have anything at all available? And usually there's one or two, if not more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, they and may, if
0: not, wait a couple weeks, try again. And Shit's changing you know all they, the time.
1: They may not have reached out to you just because... Maybe they thought they booked you, or you know, there's a bunch of other people doing the same thing that constantly reach say, out there, every there's, week.
0: There's a million people looking for stuff. Like y- they might have just not remembered you exist. Yeah,
1: even if you play there for the last year, it's hap- I mean, it it happens that like you, mm-hmm. you can get overlooked and overbooked. So, um, yeah, money is never a fun subject to talk about, especially in this industry. And I know that a lot of us are so the majority of the world who doesn't deal with cash and tips like we do, it's taboo to talk about money anytime um, In our industry, in our world, we talk about money amongst each other all the time. Mm-hmm. However, it definitely seems to become an issue when people want to ask for their money or ask about pay, they're scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared to ask. If you haven't received pay, mm-hmm. don't be scared to ask for it. Give them one or two days. Give them one or two days because sometimes it's a check. Yeah, but there's people that I play with regularly that it's taken a week or two for them to give me a check, and
0: they usually pay me in two or three days. So mm-hmm. by day three, if I haven't received it, hey, just the number of times where I've been like, ah, I'm gonna go ahead and ask. I feel really bad. I'm gonna send a text, and I text, and the response is, "Oh fuck, I completely forgot. You'll have it in two minutes."
1: Yeah, or or it's, "Hey, I'm just waiting for it to clear in the bank. As mm-hmm. soon as it's cleared, I'll send it to you. Cool." And, I know. you. I'm not the only player you're playing with. No. You've probably got five to eight other players you you handle, and I get it. Sometimes a message didn't get sent to, or I only did one gig with you that week or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Or they
0: legitimately thought they paid you.
1: Yeah. So just, and especially now with Venmo and all, like, we have paper trails, like we know. Oh, yeah. Outside of, there's only a few bars that pay in cash up front, and if you don't remember getting paid... By the time you left a gig, that's your fault if you're gonna get oh, yeah. a a, a, oh, yeah. a cash gig. If you have to run to another gig,
0: that's a different story.
1: You text that person, hey, I'm here, send me the money, whatever. Mm-hmm. So again, you want to have that I paper always
0: trail. try to have a number before I leave, yeah. if at all possible. If, like I know what tips were, I know what I should be getting when I get money.
1: If any of my bands leave, any of my band members leave before everything is distributed. I text out here's what we made in tips here's what base was mm-hmm. and there there's never a question you know if I still owe somebody, it's hey, I'll pay you this through this way or I'll meet you here you know I, we, we work that out, but don't be afraid to talk about money no, not at all um don't be a dick about it, <laughs> but don't be afraid to talk about it
0: unless you have to be a dick about it. I've had um, to be addicted to some people just to get paid. If people and-
1: aren't paying you, that's a different story. If people are refusing to pay you, that's a different story. And uh, that maybe that's a whole another conversation for another day, but if people are refusing to pay you, then- Come get Kyle, <laughs> he likes confrontation. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Actually, I had to deal with a situation like that not too long ago. Mm-hmm. If, if someone's not paying you and you rightfully know that you deserve your money and you're afraid to ask for it, yeah, you can come talk to me. That's fine. I'll, I'll go up to them and be like, hey, man, where's their money, you know, um, but also like Don't start causing problems if you've only sent out one text message and then never followed up and then you just want to be dramatic.
0: Do your due diligence Um, and like.
1: Make sure you've texted them multiple times or called them and you have all those paper trails. Don't just say you did it when you actually did not because once again, I ran into that recently. So um, don't be a dick about it unless people just aren't paying you and then you rightfully have reason to, but I
0: mean, I've really only had one situation where somebody was stringing me along. And I,
1: I will say it's not Nashville is not like what it used to be. It, there used to be guys in this town that were snakes, man. And they would just hire new people and keep screwing people over left and right. Dude, this now
0: community is starting to get really with, tight
1: with social media. You can't do anything wrong. You get called out. And that's not like, I, I am tired of this. Oh, well let me be anonymous about this thing on, on our post or, I don't want to call out names, but let's call out the exact band and situation. No, when people are doing wrong shit, like truthfully wrong shit, call them out.
0: You need to. Mm -hmm. I mean, just do it. Stop. We have to look out for each other, and that's one way that we can do that. When When you publicly let everyone know that, hey, this person is sketchy, and then we can all or. go into that gig or choose not to go into that gig understanding the situation.
1: And I, it's happened before. Um, one of my friends didn't get paid and wasn't getting paid from an artist and he was refusing to pay her. And so about eight of us all got together and showed up at his gig and made sure that by the time he got off the stage and left it, he had paid her. Eight dudes walk up to you. Kyle's like, his
0: own damn mafia. <laughs> like that's what I'm getting here. You want um, me to break his legs?
1: <laughs> I'm not trying to hurt nobody. I'm just looking out for people, man. I've been screwed in this town. Mm-hmm. I have. I have been screwed in this town. I have been used left and right. I was green. I didn't know any better. Yep. You know, and I was not the musician back then that I am now. And Um, I've even been publicly shamed online for kind of like Logan was. It's why I reached out to Logan. You know, I mean, stand up for yourselves. Don't let anybody walk all over you. Like, have a spine. Uh, On this
0: same topic, because of the way our industry is and the way our job is, we get really close to the people we work with. Yeah. Yeah. You still have to maintain that barrier between friendship and business.
1: It's still a business at the end of the day. Like, like It's still a business at the end of the I day. I got
0: screwed out of $1,200 I, because I was trying to be a good friend and then just never got paid. Yep. Don't it's, do
1: that. It's still business. It's still your job. You got to treat it like that. I know we're friends and we try to have a good time and we party and drink and whatnot on stage, but you know it's still a business at the end of the day this is the music business yep and this you is,
0: have to go into it with that mentality this isn't
1: this isn't the music fun house this is the music <laughs> like, business
0: kyle i love you but if you book me for a gig you gotta pay me <laughs> yeah <laughs> unless unless,
1: unless i tell you that i'm not paying you and that's a different story
0: or i show up an hour and a half late
1: you know what let's go ahead and talk let's go ahead and touch on some on that subject i was gonna wrap this up but i, I gotta i think we got a few more minutes before i really gotta get out of here okay um we are run, i am i'm running way behind i made bobby wait for me forever today i'm
0: sorry bobby it's um, okay i got burger uh, king i'm happy
1: <laughs> but it's it's one thing to show up a little late to a gig you know
0: we've all had things happen 20
1: 30 minutes because there was a car accident you couldn't get around that's completely outside of your fault we know that the traffic in this town can literally go into gridlock in like 0.5 seconds and then Mm -hmm. nobody can move for three hours we've been pretty much all of us have been in a situation like that a few weeks ago i I was stuck in
0: traffic and had to call a sub as i am sitting in traffic staring at nashville going, it's going to be 45 minutes before I can get there. I've called you a sub. They're on their way.
1: Yeah, and there's been, you know, I've said this before, I'm one of those people that kind of have some stomach issues, and, you know, I've woken up a few mornings where I'm like, yeah, I'm not making it to this gig. I'm sick. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just, I can't stand on stage for four hours. And I've gotten a sub, and they've showed up. Um, I've been 15, 20 minutes late because of of, um, traffic. Granted, I don't think other than the one time I almost got arrested um, I don't think that I've ever showed up to where the band was already playing I've always made it at least before they start
0: I have a couple now, of times but there has always been communication from the moment I right. knew I was going to be a little late
1: And and they'll always be like okay well you're going to be here by the time we start okay fine we'll wait for you it sucks mm-hmm. it is what it is they're cool with that Um but you oversleeping because you drank too much, um, or you just didn't set an alarm, and everybody's called you and texted you, and you don't respond till it's already start time, and then you're gonna be an hour late anyways. Um, that's not okay. And I may let it slide if it's happened one, if it's only time, it's only happened one time. I may let it slide, but I'm gonna be real. If you show up late like that and the myself and the band or I'm the whoever the band leader is, everybody's panicking, you shouldn't get paid. You shouldn't get paid. That's that I'm going to get flack for this and I know it. This is still a job. There's still other people that are relying on you to be there. Well, and see on that's time. the thing
0: that makes this different from most other jobs. If you don't show up to your job at fucking Best Buy, that doesn't affect the people around you and their job. The dude that did show up still going to have a job tomorrow. Yeah. You don't show up to our job. I might not have a job
1: tomorrow. Right. Exactly. And also if it's a, you know, some, if it's a main singer, not showing up or a guitar player, not showing up, we can't start without you. Like there's only so much we can do. And if you're not going to be here for an hour and I've only got 20 minutes that I can cover, like we can't start
0: and even if we can it's not what they're paying for they so, paid for a band they expect the band to be there
1: so if you show up you know over an hour late you know i i look at it this way i i'll try to be fair in a way that i'll give you i'm going to give you whatever pays lower if base pay is lower than the tips i'm going to give you base pay if tips are lower than the base pay i'm going to give you tips you showed up an hour late, but you're still getting paid. I'm still giving you something. Now, I'm not again, just going to dock this... you a percentage. I'm going to show you, hey, look, you fucked up, and I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen again.
0: And this this is going toward the responsibility issues. This isn't a life happened and I got fucked over issue. If I'm on my way to a gig and my car fucking blows up, that's a different story. Different,
1: yeah, I'm talking about the people that got drunk or party the night before or just – you know, they just wanted to sleep longer or, you know, and then if you're late and you just lollygag, take your time. <laughs> Another thing is, is if you are late consistently every mm-hmm. single week and you're, you're showing up, it's, it's, you know, if your downbeat is at 10 o'clock and you're walking in at 10.05 every single week and then you got to set up and you plug in, it's 10.15, 10.20 and guess what? I think you should be docked base pay. Is a consistent thing. Well, I mean, you know, if there's
0: a consistent problem, you should probably not have that gig anymore. Right. If, if it's
1: my gig, you're you're fired. But if it, it's my gig, you're fired. You're not coming back every week. I, I don't care. I can't rely on you. I need people that I can rely and on.
0: And again, we've all made mistakes, and we've all had shit happen. Like the there's been twice where I've gotten a text message at like eight in the morning. It's like, hey, can you play ten to two? And I'm like, yeah. And then I roll over and go back to sleep because I thought they meant closing shift. Yeah. And then at 930, they're like, hey, are you close? And I'm like, dude, I'm half naked in bed. What do you mean am I close? Yeah. And again, my fuck up. But like we understand that shit like that happens because it's happened to all of us.
1: And th- those are understandable circumstances that we can kind of work with. I'm I'm talking about the other ones. That yeah. Just- late because it's
0: and we can understand a they lot don't care about other cause people we know some stupid shit happens too because it's happened to all of us <laughs> yep.
1: all right well i gotta go get ready for my gig i gotta leave here very soon we got started late today i know we got a little kind of off the rails a little bit towards the end but i hope that this podcast bring a little bit of clarity to this was mainly towards our working musicians in town, and then through the others, those of y'all that don't live here or don't it's, work in it's town. It's good for everyone to kind of understand you how our pay
0: structure works but and I, like how.
1: There's been a lot of confusion in town lately within musicians about like how tips work and why are some bands making more money than others and so forth. Um, if you want to make money through the tip jug. I can leave you with this one last piece of advice: run it. Mm-hmm. If you are uncomfortable with running it, find somebody in the band that can run it, and don't just walk around holding it out. No, that you doesn't actually, do shit.
0: You have to be social and like talk to people. Yeah, and just
1: just hey, how's your day going? Good. Start a conversation. Yeah. And after that conversation is going, she's like, "Cool. Well, I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Would you like to tip the band? You know, song requests or twenty dollars." And once you've already got that little conversation going, then people, they're so like more inclined to pay you
0: that uh, instead of just holding
1: instead of just holding the tip bucket out and either not saying anything at all or just
0: saying, do you wanna tip the band? If, if you start a conversation with them, <coughs> you'll end up getting money before you even get to the part where you feel like you're supposed to ask for the tip. Like, you'll either know that they're not gonna tip or they've already given you money.
1: And again, if people say no, they don't wanna tip, don't be mean about it, and don't don't give them an attitude. Just okay,
0: Dude, people Thank are you. genuinely curious about oh, our job. They want to ask questions. Here's, and talk another, to
1: you. here's another thing that was brought up to me last night. Actually, uh, this was uh, something that someone reached out to me personally and said. Um, this was between two females. Actually, a female was running the tip bucket, and um, she came up to another female artist who I play with. And she was like, hey, do you want to tip the band? And the the girl that I play with said, oh, well, I'm playing next. You guys sound great. Um, but, I, you know, I, I don't have anything to tip y'all. And the girl looks at her and goes, well, other bands tip other bands. And apparently she called her a bitch. I don't know how true that is. But she said, other bands tip other bands. And you're right. That is, that should be a thing down here. However... We don't know everybody's personal financial situation and we are some of us are struggling still working down here trying to make our dollars and trying to pay our rent, you know. So if if there's a local person or a band that's coming up next and they don't have money to tip you, don't be upset. I go in to bars all the time and I watch bands and I don't tip them. I also go into bars all the time and I watch bands nights. I tipped three different bands last night. Dude, the number Cause of times. Because guess what? I had the cash on me to do so last night. The number of times so,
0: I've went to tip a band and they just genuinely refused to take it because I'm a working musician is like probably at 80%.
1: Two of the artists last night that I tipped, they both shook their heads and told me no.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nick Hickman and Chelsea Foster. I tipped them both last night. One was at Old Red. One was over at Kid Rocks. Gave them each a decent amount of money, and you know, and they were like, you know, dude, well, well, I don't care. It goes back to it's, what you said don't expect them to tip you. I, t- I tipped you because you're my friends. Tip. You're my friends, and we're all doing the same shit. And I love you, uh huh. But also at the same time, like, yeah, I've walked into gigs, and somebody's walked, I've been there 20 minutes earlier, and then somebody walks around at the end with a tip bucket. And they're like, hey, do you want to tip? And I'm like, oh, I'm playing with the band next, I don't have any cash. And they're like, oh, okay, no big deal. Like, love you, right? Just, Compliment them or something. But if, don't get an, don't, we don't need to have this competitiveness about us as musicians and artists here in town. The thing I love about this town is that we are community and we work together. So Mm -hmm. that, that snarkiness and snootiness and just, Nose up to the sky, you're not, and you're that not used to be the dominant
0: you know. thing, and it has switched. And like, it, it I want well, to snuff that idea because there's out a completely. lot of
1: people that are coming from those areas, LA and New York, that are very competitive. And then even some of these small towns where you're competing to, to get that gig at the end of the week mm-hmm.
0: at that bar for five people, you know, you will it's, get more gigs in this town being friendly than anything yep. else. Any, literally, any that is how what's, you get work. What's rule number one? Don't be a dick. Rule number one is don't be a dick, y'all. So Rule number one, two, three, and four are all don't be a dick. (laughs) But seriously, I got to close this one out of here. I got to get ready.
1: Once again, thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to us. Um, Yes. I've got a new whole new studio set up now. Um, I'm going to be renting out the studio for people that want to use it for podcasts. So if you're interested in doing any podcasting, feel free to reach out to me, Kyle Thurkey. And uh, I have no problem lending my studio out, renting it out to people for what they need to do. Um, But Bobby and I have sat down and we have some things coming up this next couple of months. Next couple months, getting some people in here. I've had several people reach out to me. So hopefully we can get back on track of releasing these every week because... I know you guys do want to hear it. Cause several of y'all have reached <laughs> right? out to me and we texted me. We get
0: semi-angry text messages I, when we I didn't, can't get it. I didn't realize, out.
1: I really didn't realize how much you guys like this podcast. So for one, once again, thank you so fucking much because this was just like a fun thing for us and it's actually turning into somewhat of a job and I thoroughly enjoy it. So Absolutely. thank you guys.
0: Um, Speaking of, real quick, um, the the next episode after this one... Um, So at our gig a few weeks ago, random dude shows up and is like, I have a podcast, want to chat? And so I went and sat down and talked to him and another artist came out and it was a really cool conversation. So the podcast after this one, I'm going to repost his podcast. Oh, okay. And then have that on there so you guys can listen to that. And then I'll have all the links and stuff on the socials to his stuff. But it's really cool. He's traveling around the country and just basically interviewing anybody he finds interesting.
1: Yeah, he, he came up to Bobby and I after our gig when I was still doing the morning shifts a couple weeks ago and and asked he was like, hey, someone referred me to you guys so that you guys do a podcast, you guys want to sit down. Unfortunately, I had several things to do that day so I couldn't meet up with him because he was, he was only there for that day. Um, but Bobby did get to sit down with him and I saw some of the clips. They were pretty interesting. I haven't heard the whole thing yet so I'm excited to hear the whole thing. So um, next week... Uh, I'm going to have we have Jer Greg coming in here.
0: I'm excited about Uh, that one. I am
1: too. I've never like met
0: him in person and really got to talk to him. Like I've talked about the electric kits with him a lot. Yeah. But that's it. (laughs) We have
1: him and I have lots of conversations through Instagram and text messages. I think we've only met in person once maybe twice but I know that I I can kind of run my mouth a little bit about the TC circuit which he books for and and handles a lot of that. So he's going to come in and provide a lot of clarity for me and hopefully some of these issues that we're having he can, we can give to him and we can give everything all cleared up for
0: everybody and I'm going to shamelessly self-promote and see if I can get some work <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, hire Bobby please. <laughs> and um, the week after that is my birthday so I will be Harper gone birthday. out of town uh, I'll be in New
0: Orleans enjoying my life um, what's the dates on that? I don't remember but the um, the weekend of the 21st i'm in dallas doing the breast cancer drumathon we raised uh 1500 so thank you guys so freaking much does that mean your mohawk's coming back it's coming back Sweet. i got i got like a week and a half to find somebody to cut it and color it for me
1: well i know a couple of people we can get for you so all
0: right well bobby where can everybody find you I am at Story of Bob or Story of Bob Music basically everywhere. Come ask me questions. Chat with me. I get lonely.
1: And I am Kyle Thurkey or Thurkey Bass everywhere. If you're looking for me, I'm not hard to find. Same thing. Got any comments, questions, concerns? You like the podcast? You don't like the podcast? Well, if you don't like it, please
0: comment. (laughs) You think I'm
1: too opinionated or whatever comment talk to us let us know how can we make this
0: better for you guys does cal talk too much or not enough yeah what what are your thoughts i've
1: been told that i talk too much and i talk too much about myself i'm fucking aware of that thank you
0: (laughs) there's a reason
1: that bobby and i work together he asks questions i talk and provide stories and answers that's how this relationship works it's
0: perfect
1: I'm not good with interviewing, but I can talk all day long. See, I'm still fucking talking. You guys are like, <laughs> you said bye three times. I cool. know. We're in the south. That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 a firm believer that it happens everywhere. Uh huh. All right, y'all. AMF. We love y'all. Bicycle.
0: Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band.